Hey, 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 we're live. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have a show today. I think we have a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get started, I do want to welcome everyone who's new to the Crimson Dynasty and welcome back to those who have watched before. Um, this is our third episode and we are a sister channel of the Bama Standard, which I know a lot of you are familiar with. So we do appreciate your support. Um, I definitely appreciate, you know, those who engage and, you know, leave comments in the live chat and even go back to replay the video. So definitely feel free to do that, um, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, and before we get started, I do want to give a shout out to Workspace Solution, uh, who is our sponsor. And so we really appreciate the partnership with Workspace Solutions. Um, if by chance your business is in need of a digital presence or even a full-fledged marketing team at an affordable price, be sure to contact them. You can look them up online and reach out to them uh, directly. So I did want to just mention that um, I think it's always good to have those solid partnerships and we kind of feed off of each other. So feel free to reach out to them. But for those of you who do not know who I am, uh, my name is Sishi. I graduated from Alabama. Um, I studied mechanical engineering and um, I have family who played at Bama football. And so it's always been a tradition, um, even when I was young, to just kind of sit around and watch the games. But honestly, I have a love for the game of football. So of course, I'm a huge Bama fan, always will be. But when it comes to just the sport in general, uh, both on a collegiate and a professional level, um, I've always been a fan of the sport. I think it's, to me, it's the, the best sport. Um, you know, I know some people may not agree, but I do love football and um, I like to watch just, you know, really any team. Um, I like to see greatness. I like to see people who, um, you know, they, they put time and effort and energy in their craft. And I think that that's important. Um, so in Roll Tide, everyone, I see the comments at the bottom. Uh, thanks for engaging and, you know, leaving feedback. Um, but I know that some of you, you saw the title uh, for this video and um, what I wanted to discuss, we have a lot to talk about, honestly. Um, so our game against Middle Tennessee State, of course, I know some of you were probably there. Um, we saw some of the highlights. I think that it wasn't, um, I don't think it necessarily took us by surprise per se. I think that we expected it to go a certain way. Um, you know, I think that there's been a lot of chatter during the off season. I mean, even when we were, you know, in the playoffs, it, you know, the chatter had started well before the season ended, to be quite honest. But um, I do kind of want to touch on quite a few things um, when it comes to the game recap. So. From my perspective, um, I think we did really well both on, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I think the main thing that stood out to me is that the guys are having fun again. And I think that, you know, it became obvious. Um, thank you, Tristan. Uh, thanks, Greg. Uh, it's good to see all of you. Continue to leave comments in the chat. Um, everyone just feel comfortable. Like I said in the very first episode, I want everyone that tune in to kind of feel like a family in a sense. I think that sometimes we, um, there's so many rivalries, so many schools that everyone is kind of separated. So I want this to kind of feel like more of a family vibe. Us just kind of we're sitting around having dinner and like talking about Bama football. So just, you know, enjoy the show. Um, but I did want to just kind of highlight certain things that I noticed in the game. Um, I guess starting out with the offense. So maybe uh, I guess from a quarterback perspective, um, 
I really like what I saw with Jalen Milroe. Now, I think last season we got to see how physical he can be. Um, of course, he's hard to bring down. He's a good runner, uh, a very solid guy. But I think last year we didn't get to see him in his true form. And I think a lot of that had to do with the uh, play calling. I think that our office of uh, play calling last year, our schemes that we had last year, they were more tailored to Bryce and Bryce's uh, skill set and his style of play. And while that worked for Bryce, it didn't necessarily work for Jalen. And I think because of that, you know, we weren't really able to see him in his true form. And I think, um, you know, one thing to me that stands out in terms of coaching and good coordinators is being able to identify the strengths of each player and being able to leverage that. I mean, what works for one player? You have Bryce who came out of uh, modern day, you know, very good passer. So it's, it's different skill sets that you see with the different QBs. And so I think in that regard, it's kind of hard to, to line them up, you know, in a parallel line and say, okay, well, this one should be as good as this one. This one should play like this one. No, they all have different skill sets. And I think with Jalen Milrow, he's one of those um, dual threat quarterbacks, similar to Jalen Hurts, actually, where, you know, they're good in the passing, in the passing realm of things, but they're also good with their legs. And I think that that does tend to help us out. You know, you look at um, like the Johnny Menzels, for example, you know, I think that that can work to our advantage. Um, I think the tricky part there is, you know, we, we were recruit running backs and we recruit the best of the best. And so in my opinion, as far as an offensive coordinator, you don't necessarily want to have to rely on your QB um, having to use their legs a lot. I mean, that's why you go out and you get the five-star, you know, running backs. But I do think that in certain games that does help us out. And so I just want to keep that, you know, in the back of our minds so that we have perspective. Um, I do think that as far as Milrow, I think he was really good in terms of his timing and just knowing when to get out of the pocket. I think that I saw some confidence there. Um, his accuracy was pretty good in terms of passing. Um, so I did see some more confidence there as well. Um, we do have to remember that last year when Milrow played, I mean, he kind of, he came in, you know, when Bryce went out. And I think that, you know, that could have been, um, you know, he didn't have a lot of experience at that time. And so when he played in the Arkansas game and a couple others, I could see that, you know, kind of maybe making him feel a little uncomfortable and just, you know, trying to adapt to that, the style of play calling that we had at that time. And so I don't think that we, I don't think it's fair to kind of judge Milrow based off of what we saw last year. You know, I think this is kind of, um, you know, this is his first year starting. So we have to kind of start at that starting point. And so um, in regards to that, I think that, um, I think when players play with a certain level of confidence, not arrogance, but confidence, I think that the uh, other players on the team, they feed off of that. And I think that we saw that. So um, as I mentioned, I do think that um, Jalen Milrow, he's a lot like Jalen Hurts in regards to being a dual threat quarterback. I think that they can get the job done, um, you know, in the passing on the passing side of things, but also with their legs. Um, you know, Mil Milrow, he was really throwing dimes. I mean, we saw that like all over the field. He literally, he took ownership of that field. Now, some people could say, well, you know, you were playing Middle Tennessee State or some may say, well, you know, it was a home game. But to me, it's his first actual, to me, it's his first actual start as an actual player where play calls are actually designed somewhat around him. And so I think that with everything in perspective, you know, I would grade him, uh, I would grade him an A. Uh, to be honest. So I think that, um, you know, we should be satisfied with what we saw there. 
I also think that uh, Tyler Buckner, I think he looked good out there too. Um, I think he did well. Um, I would like to see more of Ty Simpson. I think that it would benefit us for um, our, our other quarterbacks to have more experience out there on the field. And just so that if something were to happen, similar to you know when Bryce uh, had to sit out a game or two last year and Milrow, his, his number was called, you want the guys to feel comfortable because it could just so happen to be one of those big games, a big rivalry game where you need to be able to step up. And it's not even just the quarterbacks. To me, it's every position on that field. You need to be ready when your name is called. You know, it, it's not enough to show up and show out in the A-Day game or to show up during fall camp. No, when the lights come on, you know, you need to be able to go out there and, and you're just, you're ready to go. And so that's what I expect to see. Um, so I, I do think that we're going to see more of Buckner. Um, I think we're going to see more of Ty Simpson. And I think we're going to like what we see and, and the different, you know, schemes that they come up with. So um, one thing that I do want to mention is that um, also with Milrow, one thing that I mentioned last week in our episode is that MTSU, they had a really good secondary. We have to remember, um, I think, safety and cornerback, Trey Fluellen and then um, Teldrick Ross. So it's not like we were playing a, a weak defense. I mean, even their defensive line was pretty good. And so I think that that was a really good segue into our game this weekend. I mean, it was a home game. It was a night game. We went, we went up against a, a team that played a bowl game last year and won their bowl game. I think they played against um, San Diego State. And so we have to keep all of that in mind when we're looking at everything, um, you know, holistically. So I guess moving on to, um, I kind of want to stay on the offense. So when I think about like our O-line, I know that we've been hearing a lot from like JC Latham and some of the other guys. I, I like what I saw. I think um, I think we expected to see the true freshman, Caden Proctor, out there. He looked good. Um, Tyler Booker, J.C. Latham, Olas Eleni, a lot of the guys that we expected to see out there, they, they showed up. Now, I know that uh, Milrow was sacked a couple of times, but if you all uh, had actually, um, if you heard Coach Saban in the press conference after the game, he did mention that when Milrow was sacked, it wasn't necessarily because of an uh, alignment who didn't block their guy. It was more so a different position, um, maybe a running back or a different position where they missed their guy. So I don't want the I don't want the the alignment to kind of take the the heat on that because I know that that kind of had a couple people you know rattled a little bit. But I do want to make sure that that's pointed out. Um, I also think that our O-line will get better um, more and more as the season progresses. I think that plus our quarterbacks having good pocket awareness and timing, I think that that's going to allow us to make those big offensive plays that we haven't seen in a while. And so I think we do have a lot to look forward to in terms of our O-line. Um, I was impressed there. I think that um, we have good depth. I think from a coaching perspective, the, the linemen are looking good. And I think um, just – Staying on the offensive side of the ball in terms of receivers. Now, I think if I had to pick two groups that I, you know, tend to kind of get more excited about on the offensive side, it would be the wide receivers. And on the defensive side, it would be the secondary. So if we look at our wide receivers, not just wide receivers, but tight ends, tight ends as well, the wide receivers I was not surprised at all. Like with Isaiah Bond, for example, we saw him a little bit last year. Honestly, I think that we could have used him more last year. And I think that it goes without saying that what we saw from him during the MTSU game, to me, is just scratching the surface. Like I get excited when I see him out there. I think that 
he has no ceiling. I think that, you know, um, he's going to be one of those guys. It doesn't matter if it's a LSU that we're playing or Louisiana, whoever it is, I think that he's going to be that guy who's going to, he, he knows his assignment. He's going to get out there and he's going to get the job done. So I was very pleased with him. Um, I also think that if someone were to ask me, um, out of all of our receivers, just, you know, regardless of our depth, regardless of anything, who would be the guys, let's say two guys who would be um, more likely to get a thousand yards this season, which it may not happen because I think that we can really spread it out. But if there were two guys, I would say Isaiah Bond or Malik Benson. I still think Malik Benson, we didn't see a lot of him in the game and I think that was uh, strategic. Uh, and we'll see why, but um, I think Malik Benson, he's going to be like another Jamison Williams, I believe. So I think we have a lot to look forward to from him, even though we didn't technically see it during uh, the MTSU game. So, you know, don't fret. I think that, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to really um, blow the top off, if you will. Now, um, moving on to Jermaine Burton. Now, we've talked about him, um, I think, even when he transferred in last year from Georgia after the uh, national championship game. Um, you know, some people were kind of scratching their heads last year, like, well, we didn't really see what we, you know, thought we would see from Jermaine Burton last year. He didn't, we felt like he didn't necessarily step up. We knew that he had the ability. He did get some good playing time at Georgia, um, but we didn't see, I didn't see what I would have liked to see from him last year. But in that game against MTSU, not only did he look comfortable, he looked, uh, he looked confident. He looked like he has bought, he's bought into the system that we have. You can tell that the Bama standard is back. And I feel like because that trust level is there with, uh, with Tommy Reese, um, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like a testament to what we're seeing. And so I think Jermaine Burton, he really stepped up. I like how confident he looked. I think that, um, I think that, you know, like I said, a lot of the players, they feed off of each other and it doesn't even have to be someone who's on the same side of the ball as you. And so I remember um, when we had our Darius on a couple months ago and he was basically saying like when he was playing, you know, when the offense made or when the defense made big plays, the offense, they fed into that and they're like, okay, well, we got to go and we got to show out and we got to compete, you know, in a sense. And so um, I am kind of seeing that mentality come back and, and, I, and I love it, to be honest. So um, I think we will see more of Burton. I think that if he remains consistent, I don't see why, why we wouldn't see him play in every game. Um, and then another guy, Colby Prentice. So I think that he did really well. And um, we have to remember, too, that he came in last year with with the group that I always talk about, you know, the Isaiah Bonds, the Chaz Prestons, Emmanuel Henderson Jr. So it's this core of wide receivers that we have that I think we should be getting excited about and we should stay excited about. I think, um, and, and, and a lot of times, I know I, I've been saying it, I'm going to keep saying it, I'm going to say it until everyone like agrees with me on this. I still think that the group of receivers that came in last year, I'm almost kind of, you know, when you think about like hindsight is 2020 in a sense, I'm almost kind of glad that we didn't utilize those guys as much as we could have last year because because our opponent doesn't necessarily know what card we're going to play. I, you know, when you think about like Emmanuel Henderson Jr. or Kendrick Law, who we saw out there on special teams, they really don't know what card we're going to pull. And to me, that's the best position that you want to be in. That's why I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we don't need to worry too much about – 
the whole quarterback situation because we know what we have. We have nothing to prove to, to these, you know, to the haters. I think that we know what we have. We need to be confident in that. And whichever guy steps on that field, we have to know that he's going to be prepared. So um, I still I still compare our group of receivers, and I'm going to keep doing it until I see otherwise, to our uh, 2019 class. We had John Metchie Jr. We had um, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. I mean, we they couldn't do anything with us. They could not do anything with us. So to think about what we have now, and I like, and I said before that Kendrick Law, you know, he we saw him uh, on special teams against uh, MTSU. I, I said it before that he's going to be the X factor guy. He's going to be one of those young impact guys where we're, we'll be able to put him in one of the bigger games, even like an SEC championship game, for example. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to show out, kind of like what Devonte Smith did in the national championship game when Tua threw that pass to him. So make no mistake we have a lot to work with i love the depth that we're that we're seeing the last thing that we want to do is be in a position that we were in um i want to say just a couple years ago in the national championship game against georgia where you know mechie had already gone down in the sec championship game and then jameson williams went down in the national championship game and you know we didn't really have a lot of depth there to where the guys felt the other guys felt comfortable stepping in and stepping up and so i think that we're we're putting ourselves in a really good position um, in that regard another guy that i want to mention is jalen hale now if you tune into our first episode a couple weeks ago i mentioned that jalen hale he's gonna he's gonna make a statement and we saw him in the mtsu uh game now he came in with the 2023 class and um, we also saw him at a day um, i was impressed with him not a whole lot he didn't do a whole lot there but with what i saw i'm like okay he's gonna be one of those guys where we're gonna hear his name more um i think he's gonna be something special um he did have i think just one carry against MTSU. TSU, but I think if we get him out there on the field more, get him more comfortable uh, so that he becomes more familiar with our, our play calling, our style of play, I mean, the sky is the limit with him as well. So I think that that's something to look forward to. Um, I know one guy in particular that a lot of people were kind of looking for. I know I was in the first half. I'm like, well, where is Ja'Cory Brooks? You know, because I still, he's still one of my favorite receivers. Um, you know, I think that he, I, I compare him a lot to John Mechie. Um, not, not necessarily in his style of play, but the fact that he's, he's one of those dependable guys. He's one of those guys where when it's uh, crutch time and you know you're trying to figure out okay what can we do if you know it's the last minute of the Auburn game in 2021 who can we count on it was it was him it was John Mechie and Ja'Cory Brooks so I know that um, Ja'Cory only got in the second half of our game against MTSU uh, but I think that we're going to see him a lot more and I think that you know um, he's gonna he's gonna have some big games this year so you know we, we have a lot to look forward to there. Um, I think, um, you know, just in terms of the tight ends, uh, I mentioned in our episode last week that I am very impressed with what we've done so far in terms of recruiting for the tight end position. I think that that's an area that we struggled in the last couple of years. Um, but that's an that's one of those positions where they may not be talked about as much. I think in terms of receiving, we focus a lot on wide receivers, but I think that tight end position is so special. I think that there is, because we know that, you know, when you go up against certain um, uh, secondaries across the SEC in particular, there are certain plays that you can't make. It's certain passes that you might not be able to, you know, make against like a Georgia versus another team. 
So because of that, you don't want to just rely on wide receivers. You want to have the tight ends. So speaking of tight ends, I was very impressed with what I saw with uh, Amari Nyblack. Um, to be honest, I wasn't surprised. I think that we kind of had an idea of what to expect with him. We have to remember with Amari, he likes to block. He lines up as a receiver. He's a good route runner. Um, he does great in the zone. I think because of his size, I think he's a little over 6'3". Um, similar to CJ Dupree, where you know they're they're really good at blocking. I I think CJ Dupree, um, he had a carry as well. Um, and I think because of his experience uh, at Maryland in the, in the Big Ten, you know, that's helped CJ, you know, come right into the system, uh, you know, get, get get out there on the field and make some, some good plays. So I think both of those guys, we're going to see them out there a lot more. Um, I, I was happy to see uh, Robbie Oots and Miles Kinselman out there as well. But I think the key thing that stood out to me, um, because a lot of times when I'm watching games, not just family game, but I I'm looking at the way the the teams line up on both sides of the ball, and I'm and I try to think about. I look at everything as like strategy, and I try to figure out, okay, why did that? Why did the coach make that call? What what did that coach see that made him want to make that particular call? When I noticed that we were lining up. Uh, I think two tight ends on multiple plays. I thought that that was a that, that was very good strategically. I think in terms of blocking because of the size of our guys, that's what you want to see. And so I was very impressed with that. Um, I think that uh, Danny Lewis Jr. We're going to see him a lot out there too. Now he's a true freshman. This guy is solid. This guy is ready to play. I think we're going to be seeing him soon. I think that he's going to make a name for himself this year. And I think the sky is the limit. Um, like I mentioned last week, we just you know recruited two additional tight ends for the 2024 class, Jay Lindsay and I think um, Caleb Odom. So we're just going to be, we're going to be stacked. And I think that that's a testament to our recruiting. Uh, I believe Joe Cox just doing awesome there. So we, we have a lot to look forward there. Um, I also wanted to call out and highlight um, our running backs. Now the running backs is something special. Um, when we talk about depth, I'm, I'm seeing it there in that position group as well. Um, what, if I remember correctly, we had at least five different running backs on that field. Um, Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, both of them looked really good. I mean, they, they to me, every time they touch the field, they always look solid. They always look um, they look calm, like they they know they know their assignment, they know what to do, and they're comfortable. They're experienced, and so I think that those are two guys. They're going to be big playmakers throughout this season, and so I'm looking forward to that. I think um, Jace had a carry during the. TSU game, I think he got like almost 20 yards in one carry, you know, and so I just think that we need to be expectant of seeing more of that. Um, I think when I think of Roydell Williams, and I don't know if y'all are going to agree with me on this, but when I think of Roydell Williams, he really reminds me of a Boston Scott from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I know that, that that could be a stretch from some people, but I think that, you know, both of them, they have really good vision. Um, they're quick off the ball. They're explosive. I think Roy Dell averaged about five yards per carry in our game against MTSU. And so I just see, um, you know, and I, I like to do some comparisons sometimes. And I just see Roy Dell and I think about Boston Scott and just how fast, how, how explosive they are off the ball. So I think that that's something worth mentioning. Um, true freshman uh justice haynes you know he did great out there as well i, I like to see how he play um he plays with this level of confidence even in high school where he seems settled in and i think that he's one of those guys where you wouldn't necessarily 
think that he's a freshman unless someone told you that. And I think it's just in the way that he carries himself. Um, he's really poised, kind of like Caleb Downs on the defensive side of the ball. And so I think that we have a lot to be excited about in terms of our running game, um, particularly with Justice Haynes. I think he was gaining about um, eight yards per carry. And so he, he did really well. Um, he's a powerhouse. And just like Jamari Miller, um, now – I know that those of you who have heard me talk before about Bama, particularly the running backs, I talk a lot about J.M. Miller. Now, this guy, I said it before, we should have played him more last year. I think we're going to um, play him a lot this year. This guy, he's uh, he's elite. He's explosive. He has good size. I think he's going to be one of those running backs that we talk about for the years to come, kind of like the Mark Ingrams, the Trent Richardsons, Eddie Lacy's, uh, Josh Jacobs. He's going to be one of those guys. And so I think that we just need to keep that in mind. We're going to kind of see different guys. I think that our uh, coaches are still kind of playing with the, the different uh, schemes and, you know, just trying to see what works and making sure that all the guys are prepared when their numbers are called. Now, another guy, um, another running back that we saw he is actually a part of the 2023 class, but we didn't get to see him in the 8 game. I don't think he got to campus until the summer was uh, Richard Young. Now, when he got into the uh, into the game against MTSU, not only did he understand his assignment, he completed that assignment. Like, so he's a true freshman. And I think that uh, what we're seeing from him is just the beginning. I think that he's one of those guys where it's when he really gets comfortable, he's going to let loose and we're going to be, we're going to be impressed. I think it's going to be, um, I, 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 to me, I think this is going to be a season where we haven't something that we haven't seen in a very long time. I know I keep saying that it probably sounds like uh, like a broken record, but I don't care because I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, I'm really impressed with what we're doing. I'm really imp impressed with the coaching and the decisions that are being made because, you know, I think uh, a testament to. Um, how well our play calling is and the coaching is being able to make the right decisions at the right time. And so that's what I'm seeing. I know that we weren't necessarily um, we weren't necessarily happy to see Tommy Reese and Kevin still in that box. I think that I might have some P PTSD from last year from seeing Bill O'Brien in that box all the time. But I think that it worked to our advantage. I think them having kind of like that bird's eye view uh, of, of the players and kind of like, you know, different shifts that we needed to make on the field. I think that that, that may have worked to our advantage. So overall, I would say uh, from an offensive perspective, I think Tommy Reese is doing a great job. Um, I think that he not only is taking his job seriously, but it seems to me like he cares about um, the experience that the players are having, not just on the field, but but them as a, a person, you know, even in their development. So just making sure that they develop those leadership skills, uh, making sure that they um, hold each other accountable. And I, and I like to see that. So I think that Tommy Reese, I would give him an A so far. I don't know if you all agree. Uh, leave it in the chat if you agree with me. If not, you know, uh, tell me why. I, I would really love to hear that from you all. Um, I see Squidward's world. Tommy can stay in the box, but I think still should be. You know what? Um, I think you're right. If I remember correctly, um, during a couple of the Notre Dame games last year, I think Tommy Reese was mostly in the box. Um, I think we remember the game where he like called down to the quarterback and like basically went completely off of the quarterback. My thing is for Tommy Reese, I don't necessarily mind him being in the box if he gets the job done. To me, every everyone has to hold each other accountable. The coordinators need to hold the players accountable and Saban needs to hold uh, the coordinators accountable. If he can get his job done while in the box, I I'm cool with that. 
If not, the moment that we see some hiccups, he needs to come on back down. But I do agree with you that we should have uh, Kevin still down there on that field. Hey, if we need to get him a chair, if we need to get him one of those fans with uh, the, the little neck things with the fan, whatever it takes, he needs to be on that field because we all got to eat. And we need to make sure the defense is out there eating because we starving out there. <laughs> but um, so that that's kind of my assessment of the offense. I know I said a lot, but I definitely wanted to kind of put the spotlight on certain guys. I mean, they've been working hard, you know, working in the, it's been so hot this summer, you know, particularly in Alabama. And so for the guys to show up every single day, you know, uh, play at a hundred, really at 110, I think we need to highlight those guys and give them their, their, their kudos. And so, um, if I move over to the defense, um, I saw a lot that I liked. Um, I was really impressed with our linemen. I think that we were physical all four quarters, and that's what we want to see. I don't care about having a big lead at halftime. I don't care about having a big lead, you know, at the start of the third quarter. We need to play physical each quarter until that clock stops, and that's what the mentality should be. And that's what I saw. And so when we look at the the defensive side, so like Jaheim Otis, um, Justin Boykey, and even true freshman James Smith. Now I think all of them did a great job. Now James Smith, I know that um, he, you know he came out of Montgomery, uh, went to Carver five-star out of Montgomery, Alabama. And I know that he was heavily recruited, not just in Alabama, but across the nation. Um, he, I think he signed alongside of Quay Russo. Now, Quay Russo, I think we're going to be seeing him very soon. But I think James played with a, a level of confidence that seems like he's caught on to the Bama system uh, pretty quickly. Um, I know that it kind of, you know, the, the new system that we have, it, it, I think it's um, – really complex because you're, we're going beyond just having new coordinators. We're having to kind of go backwards and kind of, um, you know, figure out this Bama standard and kind of, you know, reignite that fire. And so there's a lot to be done, not even just for the the new guys to adapt to, but for the, the, the current guys, the ones who, you know, have been here a couple of years, we're having to relearn the standard in a sense, but I'm fine with that. Um, I see Lucian, he says, as far as the defensive line goes, they need to be tougher. And, and I think that we will see that. I think that we will see that. I think that um, as far as the schemes, you know, we said uh, in our episode a couple weeks ago that we're going to see um, we're going to see some movement. We're going to see different guys playing at different times. But I think that once we solidify who those starters are going to be, the guys who are really going to step up to the plate, I think we're going to see them play, play stronger and play tougher. But I do appreciate your comment. Um, I think that we also have to keep in mind, uh, especially about, you know, these freshmen and even, you know, the sophomores that, you know, transitioning out of high school and playing that collegiate ball, it's, it's a different level. It's just, a, and that's just what it is. And so we have to kind of have some grace there for the guys and just remember that and keep that in perspective. Because I know that, you know, when we watch Bama football, we, we, we know our past games, what we've been able to do, you know, all the championships and all of that. So there is a standard. I think even subconsciously, Consciously, there's a standard that there is an expectation that we have, but we just have to remember that making that adjustment from high school to college, it, it's sometimes it's not the easiest. And so I think we just have to keep that in, uh, into perspective. Um, I will say, though, I, I didn't necessarily like that MTSU was able to run the ball against us. I mentioned last week they're running back, um, I think, Frank uh, Pizet, um, he was able to run against us a little more than he should have been able to do. And so I do think that that's something that we need to work on. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to see that again because, and I'm going to get into this later, um, Texas, 
they have some really good running backs. And so I want to make sure that we we get solid up there up front because they, they're not going to be running around on us like that. Like we're, we're not going to be having that. So we need to go ahead and get that in, in line, you know, as soon as possible. Um, I think in terms of our linebackers, we look really, really good. I mean, I could literally go through a list. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to do that as far as who I think showed up, showed out. Um, Deontay Lawson did excellent. Uh, Kendrick Blackshire. I was really happy to see him step up. I think last year we wanted to see him, you know, do a little more, but I was I was happy to see him step up in our game against uh, MTSU. And I think he recovered a fumble, uh, if I remember correctly. So I was really pleased with him. Um, Dallas Turner, of course, Chris uh, Braswell, and also Trez Marshall. Um, Trez is a guy who transferred to Bama earlier this year after um, Georgia beat TCU in the in the national championship game. He transferred from UGA, and so he to me he showed up. He showed out in the fall camp. He showed up in the um, MTSU game, and so I was pleased with him as well. Um, Quandarius Robinson, he did he did really well. Had some big plays, um, and I think we even got to see Keanu Coach, um, Sean Murphy, Jeremy my Alexander. So I like the fact that we were able to get different guys on the field, get them comfortable, regardless of their seniority or their experience, get them out there, um, get them comfortable, get them adjusted to, because it's one thing to have fall camp. That is, it, it is what it is with fall camp, but it's another thing when the, when the lights are on and you got a hundred thousand people in there screaming, some of them screaming against you, you know, it's a whole nother ball game. And so I think that it's good that we've been able to see the, the different guys um, kind of rotate in and out. Um, I think as fans, we should be excited with what we're seeing. I think the coaching um, it, it has been really good. And I think from a coaching perspective, we're still creating um, those different schemes on both sides of the ball to see what what's working and what's not, you know, where are those weak points per se. And so, um, and I think I also heard today that uh, we'll have Jihad Campbell back. And so that's good as well. I think that's going to really um, help us in terms of our game against Texas this weekend. So, um, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to. Of course, we can always find, you know, room for improvement. Um, there's Because there's never going to be perfection, but you should strive for perfection. Um, I think, you know, you line up every team, the, the Georgias, every team, no one is going to have a 100% perfect game. But I think if everyone shows up with perfection as a goal, as a target, then you'll see a difference in how they play versus a team that, you know, where you have players show up at 75%. So I do think that we still need to aim for perfection. That that needs to be our goal. And we need to hold each other accountable all four quarters. So that's just my take um, in terms of our, um, our linemen, our linebackers. Um, but as far as the secondary, which is, you know, another one of my um, – favorite positions uh, aside from wide receivers. So I, I'm excited. Look, I've been talking about our secondary. Um, I'm going to keep talking about our secondary. I think that, um, you know, at least the last couple of episodes on the Crimson Dynasty, when I've mentioned our secondary, I've talked a lot about um, or compared our secondary to our 2015 class. And for those who, you know, have maybe have missed those episodes, what I'm seeing with what we have in terms of our safeties and our cornerbacks, it reminds me a lot of our 2015 class. Like I'm going to keep saying it, the Minka Fitzpatrick's, the Tony Browns, Eddie Jackson, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Ronnie Harrison, like we were shutting stuff down. People, people were scared to play us. And that's how it needs to be. We need to be loaded, but we need to put that fear. We need to put that fear in them, man. They need to, we need to have the, 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 the opposing teams mentally check out before the game even starts. That's what we need to do. So just to highlight a few guys, um, I think uh, Caleb Downs, of course, that goes without, without saying, um, he showed up, showed out. He's another one of those guys who, if you didn't know that he was a freshman, 
you wouldn't be able to tell with the by the way that he plays. He looks very comfortable. Um, I think that he's adjusted very quickly to our um, our way of playing, our system, just the Bama system in general. Um, I think that he has really good football IQ, and I, I'm just I'm I'm really happy with what he's doing. Um, I was really impressed with him, and I think we're going to continue to see him. Um, I think he's going to be our um, one of our starters every game. I think consistently. Um, I th- I hear that he's a hard worker. You know, he just wants to win, and I think that winners meant mentality is what we need to see. Um, I also like what I saw from Malachi Moore and Jalen Key. Now, Jalen Key is the transfer from, I think, UAB. Um, and I remember he had an, uh, a nice interception during the game as well. And so I was really glad to see both of them um, step up. I know that they had both uh, sustained some injuries, small injuries. So we still don't know if they're going to play um, this weekend. I really hope they do. Um, if by chance they can't, I do believe that we still have weapons there that we could utilize. And so, um, you know, I'm sure we'll find out pretty soon whether they'll be playing or not. Um, I think uh, Terion Arnold, so in terms of like the cornerbacks, uh, Terion Arnold, Kool-Aid, um, Trey Amos, who transferred in from Louisiana, they all look good out there as well. Um, I think that they played with a certain level of physicality to where, you know, we 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 owned the field. I know we were playing at home, but it was one of those games where even if we played away, we would have owned their field too. And so I was happy with what I saw in terms of the physical aspect. I think Kool-Aid, I think he's going to get his punt return um, sooner than he thinks. He's been itching for it. Um, I think he's going to get it. I think hopefully it's in one of our, our bigger games, um, you know, I, I would love to see him get that and not even just one. I want to see him get more than one. Um, and, and hold on. And, and wait a minute. Speaking about Kool-Aid, that guy, I think number 12 with uh, MTSU, that guy that hit Kool-Aid, we, we, we need to do something about that. I, I, I ain't like that. I, t- I took that personally. I think I actually stood up when I saw that. Um, I, I, I ain't like that. That, that, that was, uh, yeah. I, I didn't too much like that. So I know y'all probably feel the same way. I'm glad that Kool-Aid didn't react the way I would have if I would have got hit like that. But, you know, um, it is what it is. But I, I'm glad that he's okay. Um, I think that that was targeting. And um, I'm just I'm going, I'm going to continue thinking that that was targeting. Um, I am uh, hearing that Jalen Key and Malachi Moore are back this week. So... We, y'all, we about to turn up. Look, I told y'all, I try to act civilized on here. I'm going to continue to try to act civilized. I told my mom I'm not going to act, you know, too too wild on here. But look, I get excited. I get really excited to see our guys. I get excited to, because like I said, the last couple of years, it's been a lot of disrespect. It's been a lot of, um, you know, all this chatter. And, and, and you do need to let that fuel you. I know that Coach Saban calls that rat poison, which that's exactly what that is. But I think that now we need to we need to have that chip on our shoulder, even for the playoff committee. That 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 wasn't no playoff committee. Like that was a nonprofit organization, in my opinion, because they shouldn't have been paid a dime for that stuff that they tried to pull when they left Bama out and they put TCU in. But we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. That's just my opinion, and I'm gonna leave it there. Um, <laughs> another guy, uh, Earl Little Jr. I was really happy to see him. Um, you know, I, I just I want to see him. You know that one hand uh, interception he got during a day. I, I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see that live in action. So um, I was happy to see him. Uh, true freshman. Tony Mitchell. I was very pleased with him as well. Um, Eric D, shout out to you. Cici Rotai, we're about to give Texas a bit. Look, we're about to get him the business. We're about to get him an LLC. We're about to get, look, 
I don't know what they thought, but they might they might find out real quick. Like we just we we about to do this, but um yeah. So on the defensive side, I'm really pleased with what I saw. Tony Mitchell, I, and I said last week we're going to see him out there. Um, I think we're going to see Tony Mitchell out there a little more. I mean, this guy, five star coming out of high school, an elite player. So just get used to his name. Um, I think overall, um, I can kind of reiterate the sentiment that Jaheim Otis said this week about Texas. He said two words: "We coming." We coming. I mean, like, that's it. We coming. And we coming in full force. We're not here to play. This ain't no merry-go-round. This ain't no patty cake. We're not here to play games. We're here to play all four quarters. And I'm excited to see our guys show up. We, I, I think at this point, it's beyond being hungry. I think this is like a level of starvation. Um, and, 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 you know, I asked Stephen M. Smith when he joined last week, I said, you know, Stephen, what, what happens when you have – dogs that's been you know essentially locked up caged up and they haven't been let out when you finally let them out what's gonna happen <laughs> he said we're gonna kill you period that that's it that's all that needs to be said um but that's essentially my recap uh for our game against mtsu overall i'm pleased with what we saw um i think that um coach saban's press conference uh after the game he touched on a few things um, but it was a few things that stood out to me that i haven't heard from him in quite some time and i think that that speaks volumes he mentioned that he's happy with what he saw uh he mentioned that the players had good energy and enthusiasm even at the start of the game and that was something that I noticed even when we played um, t uh, Tennessee last year or LSU, for example, we literally creeping out of the tunnel like little like mice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this ain't Alabama. Like, let me go put some food on the stove because I don't know what we think we're doing today. Like, we, we were literally creeping out of that tunnel like we were scared. So for Coach Saban to mention that he liked the enthusiasm that he saw, I think that he, um, that that's full volumes. And so I'm really happy with that. Um, I think that, um, you know, and of course, he acknowledged that there were some things that we needed to clean up. And I think we all saw that um, we don't need to be allowing, you know, teams to run against us. We need to be able to stop the run. I'm going to hit on that when it comes to um, Texas. But overall, I like what Saban said. Um, he mentioned that the atmosphere was great. And I think that that's a testament to the fans that even looking at the past, I would say the past two seasons, you know, the fans, um, I mean, it's easy to get discouraged and, you know, kind of feel some type of way. But the fact that we still, you know, we still show up, we still show, um, you know, what we think, um, you know, is the Bama standard that's still in place that we haven't lost. And so I, I'm excited about that. Um, I think overall, uh, Coach Saban, his feedback to me was a testament of him being proud of what he's seeing. And it's, a, to me, a complete turnaround from what we saw um, uh, last season. He also mentioned that uh, we did really well on third down. And so I think that that's really good because I know that that was an area that we uh, kind of, you know, didn't do so well in last year. And also penalties. Um, I noticed that we we didn't hardly get many penalties at all. I don't even know in the first quarter if we had any penalties um, in the MTSU game. So I think that that's awesome. Um, I just think that, um, you know, with some of Saban's feedback, so he mentioned like explosive plays. Um, you know, I think that um, we're seeing more creativity in terms of the plays as well. And so overall, I think that our uh, our coaching is is, is good. Um, it's a lot better than what, you know, we had seen the past couple of years. We have to give kudos to Holman Wiggins because um, I know Saban also mentioned how, how impressed and how um, pleased he is to see how the wide receiver group is developing. And so I think that's a, you know, kudos to Holman Wiggins. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we only had two penalties total and zero on the offensive. I mean, that, come on, like, look at, 
we how, how many games last year did we have over five penalties? So so that means that the team is more disciplined. I think the team feels more settled, and I also think that they trust the system that they're in now from the from the coordinator level, um, especially. So I think that this is a this is a really good sign. Um, now. What I know that a lot of you wanted to, you know, hear more more than anything is um, what I think is going to happen with our game against Texas this weekend. I think coming off of our win against MTSU, the way that we won, the energy that we saw, the guys literally having fun. That's what you really want to see. Um, if anything, you want to see the guy, the guys have fun. You want to see like how Milrow was kind of standing at the tunnel during halftime as the guys were walking to the locker room um, and he's, you know, shaking their hand, similar to what Bryce was doing last year, you know, just, just showing his leadership. Um, and I think it's, I think it's natural for him. Now I will say um, in terms of our game against Texas, um, of course we're, I, of course, I believe we're going to win. I think, honestly, I think that that point spread is going to be much larger than we think. I think that um, we still have, um, let's see, Coach still bought that. Yeah. Uh, is this IT? Yeah, that's what, look, that's what I've been saying. It's something about uh, Kevin Still, even when you listen to him talk, that dog mentality, that, that winner's mentality, he's the type of guy, he's the type of coach where he doesn't even have to say much. Like, you know what the assignment is. And, be, and, and it's just that respect that's there. Like, he did. It's a whole different level, and I'm I'm happy. I'm pleased with Kevin. Still, I'm pleased with Tommy Reese as well. Um, Squid Roots World, I see. Uh, still has this defense actually understanding their assignment on on who to cover and how to read the play. Whereas Golden, it was like our players were confused every play. Exactly. And on top of that, that's a really good point. On top of that, it seemed like. Um, on the defensive side, um, we had so many different options where different plays were being called, and it seemed like it was confusing the guys. So by the time you know the opposing team is lining up, we we're not even ready, you know. And we look we looked we looked confused. I think we looked confused uh, most of last year, and, and and that's just not the Bama way. Um, but thanks for pointing that out. I think that was a really good point. I think going into our game against Texas, of course, they'll have uh, Quinn Ewers uh, back. I know that um, you know we had kind of. Hit him pretty hard last year, and he couldn't play, you know, all four quarters last year. But they'll have him back. Um, I'm sure he kind of has a chip on his shoulder, a little attitude, but we can we can fix that. Um, I know that he also likes to use his legs, so I think that we're gonna have to put a lot of pressure on him uh, early on in the game. We're gonna have to put a lot of pressure all four quarters. This is gonna be one of the keys to beating Texas. A lot of pressure up front on Quinn. We need to be blitzing them. We need to sack Quinn. I'm gonna say we need to sack Quinn at least three times, and we can do that we need to send we need to send them home we need to send them home early because to be honest i don't even like their colors so i think that we need to send them home i don't want to be looking at them for too long i think that we need to tire out their defense we need to be running the ball down their throats we need to run that ball down their throats how do you think florida state was able to beat up on lsu the way that they did this weekend i mean they what i noticed after halftime they just kept running the ball running the ball they were passing the ball but they kept running the ball and they were tiring out their defense um lsu's defense i think we need to take that same approach now i will say don't be surprised if we see their backup quarterback um malik murphy in i think he played a little bit last week this past weekend against rice and he did pretty well um He's not much of a running quarterback, um, so I think if we do see him, he'll be doing more um, passing. He'll probably be targeting targeting a receiver, but I don't think he's going to attempt those um, those longer passes in comparison to Quinn. Now, I do think that with Quinn, 
See, Texas is aware of our secondary. I think that they understand that our secondary is a lot better than Rice, um, you know, the team they played this past weekend. So I think because of that now, Quinn, he he's thrown balls um, almost like I think 50, maybe 45, 49 yards, you know, long or, or deep. And so he likes to pass the ball. We need to take that away from him. I don't think he's going to throw as many long passes during the game against um, Bama, uh, more so because of our secondary. I think, if anything, he's going to target more of those, uh, the tight ends or even uh, even some of the wide receivers, but it's going to be shorter passes. I think the guys that we need to watch out for in particular are like the Xavier um, Worthies. I mean, this guy, he, I think their game against Rice, he got almost 100 yards. Um, he's a junior, so he has good a good amount of experience on the field. So I think we need to definitely uh, keep our eyes on Xavier Worthy. We need to cover him. Him. Do not let that guy get open. We need to cover him. And I'm going to keep saying it all four quarters. Anytime he's on that field, we need to be covering him. I think um, they have a tight end, um, Jatavion Sanders. Um, he got some carries against Rice. Um, I think that um, because our secondary is so good, I do think that Quinn is going to target him a little more. He's, I don't think he's going to attempt as many um, long passes um, when they play us. And so I think that Jatavion Sanders guy, we need to keep our eyes on him. Um, I think there's another uh, wide receiver, Jordan uh, Whittington, or I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's a wide receiver. Um, he's a, I think he's a senior possibly. Um, I think that they're going to target him maybe for shorter passes. Um, there's another guy, um, Adonai Mitchell. Um, I know he had some carries in their game against Rice. And so these are the guys that, you know, they were getting at least five, eight, you know, maybe 10 um, averaging, you know, yards per carry. So um, the Xavier Worthies, um, you know, Adonai Mitchell, uh, Jatavion Sanders, Jordan Whittington, these are the guys that I think we need to watch in terms of the passing game. Now, one thing, like I mentioned, Quinn likes to run the ball as well. And so I think that's why a lot of pressure is needed up front. We need to we need to lock him down. We don't need to let him run. Um, I think that I think what they are going to try to do, they're going to try to run the ball a lot because I think that they saw that MTSU was able to run against us a little bit. So I think um, they do have a few uh, running backs who are able to get quite quite a few yards in their game against Rice. I think they were getting um, averaging about five yards per carry. One guy in particular, um, Jaden. Uh, Jaden Blue, I think, uh, so he's a sophomore, still pretty young, but um, not only, y'all need to go and look at his stats. Not only did he play last year, he he's a lot better than he was last year. When you look at his numbers, he, he's, he's definitely drastically improved. I think that we need to lock him down like we did Leonard Fournette a few years ago. We can't let him, you know, get, he ain't gonna be running all over us like he's crazy. We're not doing none of that. So we need to, we need to lock him down. I think, um, CJ Baxter is another guy that we need to watch now. He's a freshman and he, I think he had a play where um, against Rice, I think he got a, almost 30 yards against them. So we need to be shutting them down all night. Jaden Blue, um, CJ Baxter. Um, there's another guy, Jonathan Brooks. He's a sophomore. He did really well um, against uh, Rice as well. But I think one thing that we need to watch with the Jonathan Brooks guy is that he can also catch pretty well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Quinn making those shorter passes to Jonathan Brooks. So I think we need to keep our eyes on um, on him as well. Um, I think another guy, uh, if y'all remember, we had a guy on our team, Keelan Robinson. He actually transferred from Bama and went to Texas. Well, he actually played in the game last week against um, Rice. And so don't be surprised if we see him. Um, I think he may, you know, kind of have a chip on his shoulder and we can knock that off too if we need to, you know, we, we can do what we need to do. Uh, but I think in terms of the offense, I think they're going to kind of focus a little bit more on the running game and those shorter passes. I think uh, the names that I named out, so the Jaden Blues, uh, Jonathan Brooks, um, CJ Baxter, 
uh, Xavier Worthy in terms of passing, um, Jordan Whittington, um, you know, all these guys, Adonai Mitchell, these are guys that we need to keep our eyes on. They need to be covered the whole night, all four quarters. Anytime they step the field, we need to be, we need to be covering them. Um, I think in terms of their defense, their defense is pretty good now. Their secondary is pretty good. Um, I would say um, in terms of their linebackers, they have a few guys, um, David Benda, uh, I think uh, like a Jalen Ford, a lot of these guys, they have experience um, and we need to be mindful of that. I think those are a couple guys that we need to watch in terms of the, the linebackers. But it's, in terms of their secondary, um, I do think that there are a few guys, uh, the cornerbacks and the safeties, I think um, Malik Muhammad, Derek Williams, um, I think there's a guy, um, Baron uh, Jade, um, Baron or Jade Baron, uh, Baron. These are guys that we need to watch out for. Uh, Kitten Crawford, um, Jaden Gil Gilbo, all these guys. They're, they're secondary. We need to, I think, and, and this is going to answer some questions too in terms of our quarterback who's going to start going forward. I still think it's going to be Milrow, but their secondary is pretty darn good. So we need to be able to create that separation um, if we're going to be, you know, um, tipping those longer passes. So um, I do think that um, we, I think we're going to win. I Honestly, I think that if we can come out strong and if we can, um, you know, we need to own that field all four quarters, but come out strong. We need to be applying pressure all night against Quinn. And I don't even care if I think Malik, the backup quarterback, if he gets out there, we're going to send him right back off the field. We need to be applying pressure the entire night. I think that, um, our linemen, we, we need to hold those guys. We're not going to be letting them run the ball all over us. So that's something that we need to uh, keep in mind. They're secondary. Like I said, they're good. Some of them have some pretty good experience. They do have a couple freshmen who I think are going to try to stake their claim because, you know, some of them are still trying to work for their position. And they want to start as well. So a lot for them, they're still competing as well. So we need to keep that in mind. Um, but I think overall, our game against Texas, I think that that's going to be, you know, they've already hyped it up, um, you know, all year. And speaking of which, uh, I remember earlier this year, I think it was back in March, there was something that the governor of Texas, uh, something that he said that I think we need to keep in mind. And I think we need to have a little chip on our shoulder when we go into that game this weekend. Uh, someone had asked him about Milrow and, and what he thought about, you know, be, being that Jalen Milrow is from Texas and, you know, just kind of what Governor Abbott thought was going to happen when they played us, you know, this upcoming weekend. And I remember Governor Abbott basically saying, well, you know, he's not a Bryce. So I just want to, you know, make sure that we keep that in the back of our minds, that we we keep that that chip on our shoulders so that when Jalen goes out there and ball out, he'll show, you know, not just Governor Abbott, but all, everyone else who's been hating that, well, I don't have to be a Bryce. I'm, I'm Jalen Milroy and you're going to remember my name. So I, I do want to point that out. And I think that we need to keep that that type of attitude because it's been a lot of talking, but I think we're going to shut them up. I see this game. Um, if we get an early lead, if we can kind of, you know, put a lot of pressure on Quinn, um, stop their running game. I, I see us, you know, winning at least by 20-ish points, 27 points. I could see us maybe hitting like that 42, um, 42 maybe up to 49 to maybe at most, 17. Um, keep in mind this past weekend when Texas played um, Rice, a lot of the points, because it was a very slow start, we need to capitalize off of that. A lot of their um, points that they scored were, it was just, you know, field goals. I think they didn't really start scoring touchdowns until later in the second half. So I think that we need to capitalize up front apply a lot of pressure, shut them down, shut that defense down. We need to run the run circles around them. Um, but I do think that it's going to be a larger point spread than what people think. I'm thinking like a 42, 49 to like 
a max of 21. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction. Um, this is going to be a game that's going to solidify certain things as far as who's going to um, start going forward. But we have a lot to look forward to. So um, we are coming up on an hour, y'all. Look, I talked for literally almost an hour straight with no guests on. I think that's uh that that's that's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm passionate about the game of football. I think it's the best sport, American football. Um, you know, I love to watch the other guys, other the other teams. Uh, you know, Florida State against you know LSU. I mean, I I just love the game of football, and I think that we need to rally behind our players, our coaches, and you know just support them. Um, keep the the negativity at a, at a minimum, and just you know look forward to our game each weekend. We're gonna get better and better. We we will. I think we're gonna go undefeated. I think that the team the the players need to remain bought into the system. They, they bought into it, but we need to stay consistent with that. And I think we need to show up at 110 every single game. Every I don't care if it's an away game. We need to show up 110%. So I do want to mention that, um, you know, my birthday is this Friday. So I think the fact that we are playing Texas, I think that it's a great uh, way to celebrate my birthday. So I'm super excited. Um, and, and to share it with you all, I, I really appreciate the support. And those of you who have, you know, tuned in consistently, and even the new people who are here, I really appreciate, you know, your feedback. I appreciate the engagement. Um, I'm really hoping to, um, let's see, I think our crowd would be a massive fact. Yep. You're right about that. And I think um, uh, 3823, no, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a little larger uh, of a point spread. Um, Tommy Tidwell, 49-14. I, I think that that's a little bit more realistic. The fact that Rice held them to not scoring really any touchdowns until the second half, maybe they had one in the first half. I think that we can we can do a little better than that, and I think we will. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, I think we need to get excited. Um, it's almost – it's almost that time. I think uh, ESPN College Game Day is going to be in Tuscaloosa. Uh, thank you, Eric, for the early birthday wishes. I'm so excited. I think it's awesome that you know we have one of our bigger games um, this weekend. Thanks, Philip. I really appreciate it. Um, I really uh, appreciate the feedback. Thanks for the birthday wishes, and um, you know, thanks for your continuous support. We'll be back on next uh, next Wednesday, um, more than likely the same time. If that changes, we'll definitely let you all know. But um, yeah, roll tight, roll, stay safe out there, uh, stay blessed, and, you know, just remember, keep the negativity at a, at a minimum, and just, you know, have a great time this weekend celebrating the game, and I guess virtually celebrating my birthday with me, so thank you all, and have a blessed night.